Warning, this episode contains physical abuse that may be triggering for some who have gone through this. Please proceed with caution. It's been weeks and Carmen and I had noticed that he spent quite some time with himself. Well, not quite some time, a lot of time. It's been on his mind that he had to go home to get more clothes and necessities he had. As much as him and Sinsu had grown closer, Kamenari still felt a gap between them and he couldn't possibly ask Sinsu for anything else when he's literally been living in his house for free. Sinsu and Kamenari were in the kitchen baking cupcakes. Kamenari suddenly had a craving and he decided to go bake, completely forgetting the fact that he couldn't cook for Sint. The oven had set on fire and both Kamenari and Sinsu were running around like units lunatic, trying to put out the fire that one had started. Thankfully, no one got hurt, and because of this, Conrad was not sitting down on one of the tables, was now sitting down on one of the table stools, watching Sensel with Skitter the cupcake mix. Sensel's slaver rolled up, and just as he was listing the ingredients, Conrad couldn't help but stare. The veins in his arms were prominent, and it was something about his actions that made Conrad blush and have not so holy thoughts in his brain. Watching him, Kamenari was lost in his thoughts. As he was thinking, he placed his chin on his palm and just lost the odor. Fuck, he thought to himself. Loki, though, I hope he chokes me with those arms. Kamenari? Surprised by the sudden call, Kamenari's head slipped off his palm and fell on the counter, hitting himself right in the forehead. Then so, upon hearing the loud thud, quickly placed the cupcake mixed ball down and rushed to Kamenari's side. Oh my god, then, Kitty, are you okay? The blonde didn't remove himself from the counter and just rushed his disturbing head there. Yeah, I'm okay, his voice cracked. Oh, baby, come here. Sinzo placed both his palms on the blonde's cheeks and slowly lifted his head up, gold eyes looking on his face. Removing one hand from one of the blonde's cheeks, he lightly rubbed on Kaminari's forehead. After that, he placed a small kiss on it and looked at Kaminari. All better? Kaminari blushed and sleepily looked away. Y yeah. Sensel let go of the blonde's face and ruffled his hair before walking back to the cupcake mix he left there. You'll have to wait around two hours for these, sweetheart, seeing as how I want to impress you with my baking. Decorating these cups to look very scrumptious and perfect will take me a long time. Hmm? Kamari blinked and hopped off the school. Stool. Suddenly, he remembered what he had to do. Oh, that's perfect, actually. Perfect? Sensel raised an eyebrow. What do you mean by that? Kamenari scratched the back of his neck and smiled awkwardly. I noticed that I've been running low on clothes and said, and I'm wondering if it's okay with you if I can return to my apartment to go get them. Sensel stopped whisking and turned to face Kamenari. The bone stiffened, the bone stiffened and sweat formed in his temples. He felt as if he had said something wrong and stepped on a literal mine on a minefield. Sensel chuckled and moved the ball onto his left arm. Beautiful, you don't need to ask me these things. Even if you left, left me a note saying the same thing you told me, I'd be fine. I wouldn't get mad or anything. Even though I'd rather you wear my clothes, I keep forgetting they'll be a bit too big for you. Yoda looked at Conrad from head to toe and nodded to himself. Actually, now that I think about it, it wouldn't be too bad seeing you wear my clothes. Ah, sit up, that's making my heart do separate thoughts, you big meanie. Conrad rapidly spoke and covered his face. Sensel left it to Axon. I am serious, though. You can go. Conrad slowly removed his hand from his face and smiled. Really? The order nodded. Okay, then. 
two hours is enough for me to go get my stuff and return back here. Okay, since of course his eyes and boasted, his right hand held in a dove in a deep like pose, and by the time you get back, I'll be waiting with you for the tastiest cupcakes you've ever tasted. The blonde started laughing like Kirishima is gonna prove otherwise. <laughs> the other laughed and turned him off with a batter cover. Just go. Kanari nodded and headed it off with his backpack in hand. He turned to face Senso's direction, still on Sergio order transferred and yelled, Are you really sure I can go? Senso yelled back, Yeah, just go! The Mon sadly smiled to himself. He remembered something in the back of his mind that made him tremble. Taking the thoughts away, he composed himself and headed out the doors and into the fourth once again. An hour had passed and Kanari had finally reached the end of the forest. He stepped out into the parking lot space connected to the forest entrance. Breathing in the semi-fresh air, Kamrai let out a sigh. He reached into his pocket and pulled out his phone, turning on the sleeping device. Once the phone turned on and connected to the internet, countless of messages blew up his phone. Another face that caught his eye was the two messages from both Bakio and Kamrai. Kamrai gulped and read the messages from through the notification. From Bakio, bro. Once you get back, you are so fucking d a. D-E-A-D, Kaminari Denki, from Brosima. Uh, I'm so sorry, Denki. Kashi found out I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Kaminari decided to totally ignore Bakuma's message, seeing as how if he somewhat opened it, that will let the angry pollinate where I know he's back home and read it. He opened Kiritima's message and began typing, to Brosima. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't regret it, though. As soon as he hit send on the message, Kamenari could see that the typing bubbles thing appeared on Kirishima's side of the conversation. A few seconds passed and another message popped up from Borosima. I am so sorry bro, please don't tell me you're going back to your apartment because Koshki has been checking there every day and I don't want him to find you. Kamenari laughed and held his stomach for replying to Borosima. I am indeed going back home, I need to get more clothes and sit from Borosima. Be careful again, I'm so sorry. Blonde sent Okay, it's fine, my bro. As the last text before putting his phone away in his pocket. Kamarai started walking again and headed straight for his apartment. Some, some time passed and Kamarai was now standing on the door to his apartment. After moving his tired legs up the stairs, he felt as if he had no energy to walk inside his apartment. He figured he'd have to crawl his way back into the forest and into Sinsel's mansion. Grabbing the key out of his pocket, Conroy inserted it into the doorknob keyhole, and once he opened the door, he felt a hand being placed on his mouth. Conroy tried to wriggle free as he was being pushed inside the apartment. The person who was holding Conroy pushed him further inside the apartment. Taken by the sudden force of the push, Conroy lost his balance and found his knees. Ow! The woman cried and fought his fist. Freaking Bakugo, I know you're pissed, but damn, you don't have to grab me like you're trying to kidnap me or something. Bakugo? Sorry, baby, but I'm no Bakugo. Recognizing the sudden voice, quickly the color drained from Kamenari's face. The blonde's face turned pale, and his heart started pounding in his eardrums. His whole body became stiff, and every single muscle in his body froze, forbidding the blonde from moving a single part of his body. His lips trembled and his breath was shaky. Dobby, he whispered. 
The man behind him now recognized Estelle laughed back, and back, my love. Conway felt the rush of adrenaline kick in, and using a drug running on his veins, he quickly got up and started running further into the apartment. His desired destination was the window in his bedroom apartment, and his bedroom that will allow him to escape. Conway didn't care if he twisted an ankle or anything. He wanted to get away. No, he needed to get away. Dobby caught on to Conway's point and quickly reacted, reaching towards the blonde, now long, flowing hair. Grabbing it tightly, he yanked the blonde back, smirking lightly at the horrified look Kaminari had on his face. Dobby, ugh! Kaminari felt the strong punch out of his lower abdomen, and quickly the pain rushed throughout his body. He felt the air being pushed out of his body as Dobby threw another punch at the blonde's face. Did you really think you could hide from me, love? The other grinned, and Kaminari kept trying to run away, despite the pain he felt on his abdomen and his honest scalp. Kaminar cried, and Dobby grabbed the blonde's locks of hair tighter, pulling them harshly. The Saturday on your scalp burned, and Conrad's hand grabbed the odors, trying to remove the hand from his hair. Dobby, now pleased by this action, pulled the blonde from the hair back before grabbing momentum and throwing him harshly to the floor. Conrad held his stomach as he coughed uncontrollably. Dobby hit Kaminari again in the stomach with such force, and the blonde cried out, blood pouring out of his bruised lips. Dobby grabbed a sharp item that was nearest to him and threw it right on the blonde. Kaminari raised his face and gasped, his eyes only being able to see white right after that. The blonde let out a blood-crawling scream and covered his left eye, and blood oozing out of the free spaces in his hand. Jordan he started walking to the sobbing blonde. Dobby stopped when he was standing in front of Kaminari, who looked up at one eye and grinned at him. Grabbing a fistful of his hair, Dobby pulled Kaminari up and watched with a sadistic smirk as the blonde's beat-up face twisted in pain. Aren't you just the cutest baby? Dobby cooed as he caressed Kaminari's bloody cheek with the free hand before punching him heartily again. The blonde's limp body fell on his hard apartment floor, hitting the desk and having all his belongings fall onto his body, rushing it more than it already was. Blood splattered on the ground and some of the blonde's belongings. Watching from the older, Watching from afar, Yoda let out a deep chuckle. I'm sorry you missed me all the time I was gone. Wishing someone would treat you the same way I do, baby doll. Oh no, Conrad coughed, wiping the blood that slid down his lips with the back of his hand. I didn't even think about you, not once. Lies, Dobby yelled and threw another object at the blonde. You fucking missed me. You missed me treating you like this. He chuckled maniacally, treating you just like the dirty whore you are. Cheer flowed up on the blonde's face, and he tried not to move his aching body closer to his bedroom door. I am not as dirty! He stopped momentarily to cough out blood through his burning floor. Whore! Yes, you are, you stupid bitch! The older grabbed another object and threw it again right in the blonde's face, this time only hitting the lower part of his face, more specifically his bottom lip. Conrad's mouth bled out more, and his lip was now busted with a small yet noticeable cut. Dobby walked towards Conrad towards and stared at him, and look a pure sadistic adoration decorated on his face. He grabbed Conrad's face harshly and, and forcefully connected the lips together, kissing him. Conrad tried to push him away with very little strength he had, but that backfired on him as Dobby grabbed his wrist tightly and pinned him against the wall. The blood smeared on Dobby's ribs, tainting them in crimson red. 
The pain in Conway first hurt more, and he swore that Dobby's hands were going to leave terrible marks on them. Realizing that his drawing wasn't going to work, Kaminari harshly bit Dobby's bottom lip and watched as the other stepped back and cursed under his breath. What the fuck? Dobby yelled as he touched his lip and saw the blood trickling down. Dobby became even more pissed and scanned the room for a perfect weapon. His eyes laid upon the wooden bat Conrad had in the corner of his room, one the blonde used for when he played a game for his friends, the Baki Squad. Grabbing the bat, Dobby turned and faced Kaminari. He was trying his best to get away from the order, and smirked villainously. You need to learn your fucking place, you dirty whore. He breathed and played with the bat in his hands. Conrad looked up and tears from his eyes. The only thing he saw right before his eyes was Dobby grinning from ear to ear and a swinging bat.